What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Plot Twist. I'm Leslie, and I'm here with T. What up, y'all? I'm over here chilling, chilling like a villain. How's everyone you? feeling? <laughs> How's everyone doing tonight? Um, I cannot believe it's our eighth episode. Eighth. Eighth. That's crazy. That's a, it's our eighth episode. We love smoking eights. What else can we say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, we are at the end of the season. And honestly, it's been a ride. It's been <clears throat> not necessarily a bumpy ride. It has been a, a little a, bit. A little bit. I think getting the situation situated and finally getting having a place to actually record and stuff has definitely been that, a little yes. bit. Up and down, and then loud neighbors, loud roosters, and all whatnot. But but you guys are getting the whole feel about it. We made it. Getting, we made it. Yeah, we made it. Yeah, we made it to the tail end, and we are over here sweating like it's a marathon because it's a little hot still. It's a little hot still. <laughs> but yeah, guys, <clears throat> last episode we talked a little bit, or a lot actually, about post grad and kind of our experiences in college. How our last semester kind of robbed <laughs> was robbed from us because of COVID, and yeah, it was it was a it was an open conversation about a lot of things that maybe post grad students are feeling right now or have felt at some point. Yeah, I have to say it was a really good reflection episode in regards to um, what our plans are, how we're feeling, what our our expectations were slash are slash have turned into because you know shit shit is really rough and unknown we don't really know what's going on get started with the episode i wanted to just you know get into the open vent let's let's bring everybody in let's clear the air and let's talk about something <clears throat> this open vent that i um that i'm gonna vent with you guys about is kind of a good one actually it's about alignment alignment what does that mean and i think it's been something i've been noticing a lot more of i've been seeing that things have been falling into place uh, and some things happened suddenly and I just noticed that for whatever has been coming my way it has been coming because I've been asking for it or I've been aware of my needs for it. it yeah the manifesting of it and it can come through with like as simple as I don't know if you believe in the three three numbers like when you see three digits of the same thing hmm. so it'll be like one 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 three three yeah. three so that's also a way of like for me personally, that's a way of me seeing my own alignment because those are angel numbers. Okay. Those are numbers that are sent to you for whatever reason. So you might see it in the clock. Oh, come on, alignment five five five. Oh wow! You see that? Yep. It's not a lie, y'all. It ain't. It's not a lie. Five fifty five. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't lie about this. I'm gonna look that up in the meantime. Right. And the five 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 means um, change is on the way. Positive change is on the way positive movements are coming to you so um <laughs> that's so crazy i'm i'm shook i'm shook but hopefully it's five 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 for one of y'all too that'd be kind of crazy er. but alignment has been on my mind heavy as of lately and i just think that timing is always right even though you don't like it sometimes it's always right yeah no absolutely that's definitely 
I can definitely agree with that. Um, right now that we just saw the 555 number. Let me just read a little bit because I just looked it up. So it says, seeing 555 is an angelic reminder that you are a divine infinite being who chose to incarnate here on earth to experience life in human form. To experience life in human form. Always feel that you have worth because you are here to co-create with the universe source and complete a life mission. Ooh. Your life has ultimate significance. So, yeah, you know, like, I can definitely also agree with that, um, what you were just talking about, D, specifically because, you know, there's been moments, like, deja vu. When I have deja vu, that shit freaks me out, but it's also, like, weird. At the same time, there's been moments where I think about people sometimes. Like, I'll think about someone, have a thought about them, and the next thing you know, it's like I'm seeing them in the store. And I'm like, how fucking random is that? But really, like, who knows? It's not random. It's like... I don't know. It's like when you think of someone and they text you. I was about to say that that actually also happens very often to me that I respond to friends like, holy shit, I was just thinking about you. Has it ever happened to you? Sorry to cut you off. Where you're like, tech, where you're like about to text someone and you see their bubbles oh, pop up? Oh, well, we just also did that the other day, remember? When <laughs> we, we when I was like, you were like about to text me and I, I text you and you literally were like, LOL, what the fuck? You know, but you know, it's funny how that works and it's funny because I think that um a while ago when that month that month that i was going through it and you can revert back to dating in order to know about that story but um when i was really going through it that one that one month um and that one day in um that one week in august um i was really really thinking about reaching out to a friend but i didn't like i decided not to and then the next or that day that day i saw her at my job she came through to the job and something brought her that there that day. And she and I told her how, like, oh, you know, like, I really wanted to reach out to you, but I didn't want to impose, like, all of these things onto you. And she was like, hey, like, shit happens for a reason. And for whatever reason, I was supposed to come to your job today. Mm. And for whatever reason, here we are. And you are finally telling me about mm. how you felt. And, like, you needed me to be here. And I'm here. And I'm like, wow, like, you're right. And that's true. Right on time. Yeah. So shit like that definitely does happen. One time, very specific. I was in, when I used to live in LA. So fucking weird. I went to a specific yogurt shop that was totally out of my neighborhood, out of my city that I lived in with some friends. We go get some yogurt, right? Obviously, yogurt shop. (laughs) So we get yogurt and my cousin from the Bay was there. My cousin from the Bay was in LA at the same yogurt shop at the same time. What the hell? Right. I was like, what the fuck is this? So alignment is always around us. But what do you got to what do you got to share with us? Well, for my open vent, you guys, like, I don't know what it's been lately. I don't know if it's the heat. I don't know if it's it's, if it's quarantine. I don't know if it's the Rona. Drivers out here on these streets have been driving ridiculously crazy. Mm hmm. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's in the air. I don't know what the fuck is up. But drivers, crazy drivers have literally no consideration for anybody else, especially fast drivers, people that are driving, that are um, speeding, that really don't care about any kind of traffic signal or traffic sign. I just don't know what's going on. Have you not experienced crazy drivers on the road lately, (laughs) D? Yeah, of course. Of course. I see them all the time. But you know what? I must admit, I am not the best driver either. So I might be one of the crazy drivers too. (laughs) But I think that like, okay, there's a difference. I feel like sometimes there's a difference between 
those that don't that maybe have a tough time like not being the best drivers versus those that are like stepping on the gas, cutting people off, switching lanes like crazy for no reason. You know, there's one thing between not knowing, like sometimes you'll pass up an older person and you'll be like, oh, okay. Now right. I understand why you're in the fast lane driving 20 miles per hour. I also give myself some slack because I drive a minivan right. at the meantime. So <laughs> it's uh, it's different. Right. So, you know, but I've seen definitely reckless driving out here and you know, sometimes it's really unfortunate to hear all the crazy things that happen because of because of um, reckless driving and reckless drivers. So, you know, just be careful out there on those streets, you guys. Nothing beats L.A. drivers on the freeway, though. Them motherfuckers be crazy. They just they will cut you off with two inches in front of you and be like, <laughs> "Ooh, made it. And I'm like, no, bitch, you made it to give me a heart attack. Right. <laughs> uh yeah so you know the vent is always open if you guys got anything you guys want to vent about if you guys have any crazy drivers that y'all were like you know what they're right about that because estos conductores no andan you know driving the right way it's just hard out here literally on these streets yeah stay safe i'm telling you guys don't be careful check all your mirrors because people are just out here seriously nowadays do not give a fuck but anyways why don't we move on to Put Me On? All right, Leslie, let's talk about Put Me On. So <clears throat> for this Put Me On, last episode, we talked a little bit of our affirmations for, our, you know, our Netflix show or like I spoke about my affirmations about being on Netflix eventually. And then you talked about your Netflix show or whatever, whatever. But I wanted to keep up with that theme, keep the ball rolling with that. And I wanted to put y'all on to a couple of Netflix accounts on Netflix, on Instagram. So a couple of Netflix accounts on Instagram that I follow that kind of keep me in the know of what's going on with black, brown, and LGBTQ community. Um, Con Todo Netflix is an IG account. They also have a What the a heck? Podcast. These are IG accounts for Netflix? So yeah, so they're Instagram accounts that promote the Netflix shows show. within oh, these individual it. communities. Got so Con Todo it. is for um, Latinx content. They put... They show you, like, the different actors that are in the shows Got that are Latinx, nice, you know, all of that. I had no idea that was out there. Yeah, they also have a podcast called Brown Love. No. Hosted by Dasha Polanco of Orange is the New Black. Okay, 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 okay. So it's a really it's a really cool podcast because they talk to the actual actors, like, in On My Block, Hentified, um, what, you know, the other big Latinx shows. Yeah. Um, Vida. So check them out on Contolo and the Netflix account. Uh, another one is the most the most is an account on Netflix, on instagram excuse me that puts you onto lgbtq content on netflix so all the lgbtq shows that might be on netflix they find a way to highlight them in natural ways on their feed and the next one is strong black lead so all of us that want to get a little bit more black content in on netflix follow strong black lead i've been finding out about a bunch of different shows on there and I really like all these accounts. Hey, you know? That's what's up. I had no idea that Netflix had this this kind of thing going on. But that makes sense that they advertise or um, advertise for those those specific shows in those specific communities. You know, they out here trying to be diversified or whatever. They probably right. hired a couple brown, gay, Most queer, <laughs> black people. And they're like, you know what? Let's get on the Instagram. Right. Well, that's cool, though. <laughs> I, I'm still down to check that out. 
Yeah. What about you? What you got on your well on your mind? for you guys today? I honestly I just wanted to really share one of my favorite artists that I have been following for a couple years now, for a few years. I've seen her live twice. And that's twice. Snow the, yeah. Okay, you a big fan. <laughs> and that's Snow the Product. Um Snow the Product's from San Jose and she um super local. Yeah, but she stays down in LA. I think they she just found she just bought like a fucking rancho and she's been Really? Like, yeah, in she's LA? Like, I think so, something like oh, that. Oh, shit. Yeah. Check her out. So, Snow the Product has been around for a while now. I most recently found out about her. I think that um, I came across her Waste of Time song. So, that one really put me on. But, you know, I feel like although she's been more and more popping since maybe about four, three, four years ago, um, she's still not given as much as, as much credit or attention as I feel like she deserves. She's fucking bomb. She's dope. Her raps are fucking sick. Um, please take the time to check her out. That's Snow the Product, S-N-O-W, the as in T-H-A product, P-R-O-D-U-C-T. So yeah, follow her, check her out, check her music music out. She also actually has a podcast if you guys ever want to take the time to t- tune into that. Ooh. It's on YouTube. Yep. She does it with her girlfriend, Juju. So it's really cool. It's a good okay. show. Yeah. It's show for show. You know, speaking of music, someone else that has a podcast on YouTube is Evie Queen. And oh, I nice. love Evie Queen, y'all. I'm so bummed that coronavirus took over because she was going to have a concert out here in the Bay, but... Wasn't it going to be in Concord? Uh, I think no? it was actually in the city. Oh, okay. It might be in Concord, too, but I don't know. But anyway, um, that's dope. I didn't know Snow the Product was doing all that stuff. Yeah. Okay. She's one of my faves for sure. Dang. She's Mexicana. She, her, I'm telling you, she kills it every fucking What's your time favorite with song? the raps. Oof. I mean, I love Dalegas. I love Sounds Bilingue. Good. Yeah, I love Bilingue. I love um, um, myself. Um, I love all her singles, to be honest. She hasn't actually came out with a full album, which is kind of what I'm waiting for. It's always singles and it's always, you know, really popping ass songs. But I'm really looking forward to seeing where, how far she goes and and coming to like releasing full albums of music, you know? So she's an independent artist right now? I believe so, you know. Because I see that she was signed for to Atlantic Records, but she's not with them anymore. Yeah, I would say that she's definitely independent, and she always talks about how like she's not changing her style or her flow or her, okay. her or her appearance she's for strong. anybody. So that's her. <clears throat> I see you, Snow. We rooting for you. Send this episode to Snow. Let's see what <laughs> she has to say. Maybe she wants to be I know, a guest. For real. <laughs> yeah, no, I like her style. She's got a cool style. It's a little chola, a little goth, a little yep, Bay a little Area. Bit of everything, yeah. For sure, for sure. I like it. Come on in, y'all. Um, get comfortable. Yes. Yeah. We are going to just wrap everything up. It's kind of going to be an open. Open conversation. Open conversation of the whole season, of every episode, of every topic that we touched on. Maybe there's some things that we forgot to even talk about. Um, but, yeah. And we're going to ask each other questions about maybe specific topics that we felt like we want to know even more about. Sure. So, what, what, do you, what are you feeling about this season, Leslie? What's, what's your kind of... After everything just happened, what are you feeling? I think that our best episodes have to be the ones that have to do with um, our lifestyle, our uh, dating, and um, adulting. I think that those three definitely cohesively were able to, um, you know, show the audience 
what we're about. You know, I think that that ultimately that was the goal in the beginning is to show everybody what we're about. And I think slowly but surely, we definitely presented everybody with um, major things in our lives that we wanted to share and how we are and how we think, what our perspectives are and, you know, what we truly believe in. Yeah, I I agree with you on that. I feel that this season was a big eye opener for me. I didn't know that I would be strong enough to share all of the things that I've shared, you know? Uh, particularly episode two with my sexuality and sex and all of that stuff that we talked about. Mm-hmm. I feel like <clears throat> that was a big, a big, big, big stepping stone for me. And having my friends show up for me the way that they did, like the few that are like complete, that I'm completely like, you know, 100% real with, that have known me for years, those few friends that I hit up when I was talking about that in episode two, they really pulled up and they said, you know what? I might not understand exactly what you're feeling and I don't know, but I want to understand and I need to understand because I don't know, at the end of the day, if you are trying to form community with people that might not be in your direct community, it's important to, to feel that out, you know, Mm -hmm. and to, to get that. But episode two was definitely one of those that I had a, I don't know, it was like when you go on those roller coasters, it wasn't the roller coaster that you just put the lap one on. It right. was the one where you got to put the whole thing on. You're like, all right, bitch, we getting all this shit. Right. <laughs> and how do you feel now from it? Um, Much like the first time I rode a roller coaster, I was like, bruh, I can't do this. And then I got off and I was like, yo, I like this. And it's cool. Like, I I feel really relieved. And okay. I feel like my... Um, I feel like I can go on to... Not necessarily that it was setting me back, but I feel more comfortable dating everybody that I want to date. Sure. Because, you know, it's something that I'm more accepting of my own mm-hmm. self about. Do you feel there's anything that you forgot to tell everybody or share with everybody that you wanted to? Or is there anything that you want to take the opportunity to, I don't know, like just brush over one more time? Sure. I'd say... Uh, I'd say give space for queer conversations. I'd say don't limit the way that um, you ask people about their love life, their sexual experiences. um, Because I've had a lot of times where people ask me, like, uh, they're like, so are you talking to any girls? Mm -hmm. And it's like, "Uh, no, but I might be talking to a guy, you know? Like, don't just assume that that's all that people talk about. Because I have had situations where... I just don't feel all the way comfortable telling people who I am talking to because they just assume sure. that I'm straight. And I, not to say that it's a blessing or whatever, but I have the ability, I feel like, to come off as quote unquote straight if I really wanted to. Because mm-hmm. I have had people be like, whoa, you are queer? Like you are bi or whatever? And I'm like, yeah, I am. And they're like, it's... It's just important to allow people to feel those things. Sure, absolutely. Especially as men. I mean, girls have more ability to be like, oh, well, I was drunk, you know? But it's like, boys not necessarily want to feel that too. And maybe we do get drunk too. And it's like, you know, shit does happen where you like are exposed more to your sexuality and and other lights. And, you know, I I just think normalize those conversations is really the main thing I wanted to hit on. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. I think that specifically when it came to our sex and sexuality episode, um, I think that I, I that was one of my biggest things as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because growing up, you know, it, it's very taboo to bring up these kind of conversations. You know, mm-hmm. everybody feels uncomfortable, but it's like, why? 
why are we not normalizing these conversations? Mm. Why are we not, um, you know, just using like even medical terms as like, you know, as a kid that's being curious, like, I think it, it should be brought up in that, in those regards that it's not such a, it's not such a surprise when you're an adult, you know what I mean? Mm. And it's like, obviously censorship growing up is necessary for sure. Don't get me wrong. I just mean that, you know, not acting like it's such a huge secret, especially when somebody's hitting adolescence or like old or teens or like, you know, young adults, exactly. you know, because I think that we we mentioned in that episode specifically that, you know, this is still knowledge. Like you should still be knowledgeable. No one told me what the morning after pill was. Nobody told me what birth control was. Nobody told me how to use a condom, like other than when I learned it at or school. Or that there's female condoms. Right. That part. That there's too. There's so much different stuff that we aren't, um, we don't have access to. Right. It all comes down to access. And also like going into the conversation now that I'm an, a grown woman, like, you know, like conversations of like self-pleasure or like even um, um, having conversations with your friends about your sexual experiences and how still to this day, like people still feel uncomfortable to some extent. And of course, like we talked about, there's a spectrum, there's a whole spectrum as to what people do and how people do it and what people feel comfortable with and what people don't feel comfortable with. So there's a whole ass world within like sexuality and sex. Right. That I think that is, we should all be allowed to be able to go into comfortably without feeling ashamed and without feeling like we can't talk about it or mm-hmm. we're not or we're not the one or, you know, so just just that. Yeah, we are sexual beings. I mean, how else were we created? Right. And yeah, just I feel like putting a limit to sex and sexual conversations is really really hurtful for us Mm -hmm. you know we need to have that access to that i mean you know they say you got to have the basic food groups you also got to have the basic life groups you know yeah so i i feel you on that i kind of wish i had more opportunities to talk more about sex and sexual experiences and you know um all of those things i remember when i was younger i when i was involved with huckleberry youth what i when i talked about it one of the people that came to give us a demonstration she showed us how to put a condom on but with her mouth what the hell? <laughs> You're lying. And we were like 15, 14. Like, we're like D, little kids. you are joking. No, she showed us how to put a condom on with her mouth with a, with a wooden dildo. Okay, like, you know, but the presentation. wait. Why, though? What's the purpose of that? I think she was just trying to flex. That's like her own preference. I do not. I can't tell you that I that I forgot how the condom looked. Because it was, this it was, was patriotic. A youth group? Yeah, it was a patriotic condom. It was like red, white, and blue. <laughs> wow yeah bro well then yeah i remember it was we all looked at each other like dude what is going on like but that's my thing though it's like all of you are hella young watching this what if like half the people that watch that happen still think that that's the way a condom supposed to be put on well i mean we learned how to put it on (laughs) you know we learned a real way but she's just like but this is just an addition like this is just you know an additional tip for y'all no pun intended Exactly. No pun intended. But, you know, as a as a Libra through and through, like I said, I think it's funny that I not funny, but I think it's interesting that I'm bisexual because it's like I told you all I'm indecisive as fuck. And so, you know, got to have the best of both worlds. Right. So leading on to um, another conversation, I mean, I guess we can talk about astrology since I just mentioned being a Libra. Yeah, I mean, 
that was another fun um that was another fun experience or another fun episode that we did was our astrology and how we um referenced that amongst um amongst our friendships you know and, and the way that we grow up you know like my mom's a capricorn my dad's a libra I have a brother that's a cancer. I have a brother that's a Leo. And, you know, it's a whole bunch of different things. And whether you believe in, in it or not, it's like I'm someone that definitely does believe that to some extent these characteristics within ourselves exist, you know, in one way or another. Whether you're an Aquarius and you're just like an overthinker or where you're, whether you're a Leo and you're really self-absorbed or whether you're a cancer and whether you're super emotional, like whatever the case may be. I, I think love that cancers. Cancers are like a warm hug, but they're definitely sensitive. That's my rising sign. And my apparently. little brother is, is really sensitive. Which one? The youngest? Yeah. Oh, a little cancer baby. I love cancers because they be keeping it, you know, real with their feelings and they, you know, take their time with stuff. Yeah, I feel you. So, you know, like we definitely had a lot of fun that episode, I want to say. Um, we did. We did. I still, I'm definitely confident or I still believe that, you know, my sister's sign are Leos. Um, my opposite sign is a Leo and they encourage me and bring out a really positive side to my Aquarius yeah. being. Um, so, yeah, I feel like you still need to find your sister sign. Oh, I'm going to look that up right now. Yeah. <laughs> my sister's um, sign. Yeah. Another thing that you guys can take into consideration when it comes to astrology is looking up your birth chart, you know, but you really need the specifics. You need to know, obviously, your birth date. And you need to know specifically what time you were born. Aries. Oh, interesting. And you did say you liked Aries. Aries are really cool people. Can you, can you confirm that my sister's sign is, a, is Leo? Sister's sign for Aquario. So, you know, um, look into your birth chart and you have to know your Leo. birth. Leo. Uh, I told you, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. You have to know your birthday and the time you were born and really plug that into uh, look up look up a birth chart on Google. Whatever it brings you up, you just punch in those numbers and that date. So and any it, Aries babies out there, if you guys are trying to slide into a Libra's DMs, shout out. Well, I don't necessarily mean like sister sound like, oh, they're compatible. I just mean that like it brings out good qualities in in regards of like being friends. I'm trying to find my sister friend, if that's the case. Then. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, check out Aries for UD. But yeah, I mean, recommend you guys, if you guys are interested in looking up a birth chart, it definitely gives you other options as to what your other signs are. So you have your main one, which is what your birthday tells you that your horoscope is. And then you have a moon and then you have a rising sign. So my moon, I believe is in Capricorn and I believe my rising is Sagittarius. So when you look into all of those different three signs and I look into their characteristics, I definitely find that I can definitely, I can, um, that I represent some of those things that, you know, right. That it I comes think, with. Yeah. I feel you on that. The only thing is that the moon part trips me out. I don't understand the purpose of the moon sign because mine is Gemini. I don't get what that means. So there, if you look at them, I forgot which one's which, right? But your moon sign is like moon and your rising. Okay, I'm, you can even probably look it up. But the way that the different that there's a difference is that either your moon or your rising is how you are perceived, and either your moon or your rising is how you see yourself. Mm. Well, here I just it says don't know which one's one. The which moon and Gemini person has a light touch socially and has. An instinct for putting others at ease. Okay, that's kind of me. 
Um, yeah, we put in people at ease. So if y'all are, you know, not at ease, slide in my DMs. Right. <laughs> I'm just playing. Yeah, no, for sure. I I agree with that, that I have you know, a light social touch. I can be social with it. I can be very social with it. You mm-hmm. know, I like that. But, you know. And I have to say another best part of that episode as well, one of my favorites at least, was that we were able to talk about how, whether it be relationships, romantic relationships or friendships, that, you know, it's important for us to acknowledge and set boundaries, but also acknowledge what we like and what we don't like. Mm. What we appreciate as friends and what we don't appreciate as friends. And I think that it's definitely necessary to vocalize that in, in any kind of relationship, whatever that relationship may be. Because it's important that you get, you know, as much as you give, as much as you take. You know what I mean? Like, it's it, it needs to be fair. It needs Ooh. to be a level playing ground. Whether it be romantic or not, like I just think that we need to respect each other and be there accordingly for each other as a whole. Yeah, I think that's that's cool. Just knowing how much you're giving and how much you're taking, and you know, sometimes it's more about giving. Sometimes you're gonna have more seasons where you give. For sure, but also don't be taken advantage of and don't take advantage. What are you know? Let's get into this. What are some of your um, what are some of your do's and don'ts in friendships? Do's and don'ts for me. Um, I think that we I we talk, we touched over it a little bit on that episode, but I think that for me, if I'm upset, I can't talk about things right away. Like I need a okay. moment yeah, to, to reflect and to really breathe and think about the situation before I act on it. And I think that with a friend of mine, like I wouldn't want them to pressure me to be like, yo, give me an answer right now. Like I need to know, are we good or are we not good? And it's like, damn, like, hold up. Like I'm still feeling my feelings. Like, I still don't know what I feel, you know? So I think that, I think being pressured isn't cool. Um, I also don't like friends that are opportunistic. And I think Mm. that I've definitely encountered a handful of friends that have been opportunistic that ultimately have become acquaintances rather than friends. In what way? Um, In the way that maybe we hang tough and and after a while it it gets old, like me driving everywhere or me like picking them up to take them somewhere. Or it gets comfortable in the friendship. um, Right. Or it's like, you know, it's like the... The issue is specifically the one that I'm thinking about, right? I had an issue where, like, I had a friend who, she was really cool. She was really nice, um, but she didn't drive, you know? And it's like, okay, you don't drive, so, like, clearly I have to be the one to pick you up and stuff like that. But then it it got a little bit worse when it was like, hey, like, okay, like, yeah, I'm down to hang out. Where do you want to hang out? Oh, I want to go to, like, San Jose. Uh Uh-uh. And it's like, okay, you know, I get it. You want to try the spot out. That sounds cool. And I then, would never. I know, but me being sometimes extra nice and being like. I mean, I would never and, ask. And, you know? Right, right. But it, right, that part too. It's just like, you know, like she hella got hella confianza. Hella confianza. Confianza? Yeah. Confianza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Confianza. Confianza, right? Confianza, right? Con- Am I saying it wrong? No, you're saying it right. It sounds stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you think about confianza, something. Confianza. Confianza. Yeah, okay, you just gotta okay. say it fast. Confianza, like all together. Confianza. Yeah, but I was I like, you. yeah. But it was just like really not cool to an extent that, like, okay, like it would come down to like, yeah, I can't wait to hang out again. And it was like, yeah, yeah, same. But then after a while, like I kind of had to like it kind of had to die down. 
because it was just becoming too much for me. You trying to pull back slowly, huh? I had to pull back slowly, absolutely, because I felt like I was being taken advantage of. And it's like, tampoco for her to not be like, oh, here's a little bit of gas money or like... That's rude. She you, never offered you know gas. What I, you know what I mean? Like, I do know what I mean. I, like, to me, no me cuesta, but also like, don't fucking take advantage of it. So that's, that's sure. one example. Oh, man, that's actually really deep because... Yo nunca, like I wouldn't ask nobody to take me to San Jose. Like that's so, that's, okay, y'all, we live in Richmond and going to San Jose is like an hour Well, mind more. you, I had to go pick her up in Oakland to hang mm-hmm. out with her. That's why I was like, oh, anywhere local is fine. Where do you want to go eat? Oh, well, there's this cool spot in San Jose. And it's Over like, here what playing the it up. fuck? Exactly, exactly that part. Yeah, I see what you mean. I, mm, like using the excuse of like I can't drive for you to take me everywhere. That's fucked up. Yeah. Mm, I'm not your Uber. Right. Right. Well, you know, hopefully she, this friend has gone through a growing phase and they're a different person. But you know, the thing is interesting about friends and memories and stuff. Like they say that um, that you always gotta acknowledge the phases in life that you've been in. So because there's a memory of that that lives in somebody's head. Mm-hmm. So that part of you has never actually died. Right. You know what I mean? So there's still part of her. That's still alive in your head. And it's the memory of, you know, this. Yeah. Whereas you have memories of these other friends where like, you know, countless memories of different good things. So it's it's interesting to to think about it that way as well. What kind of memories of us are living in people's head? Right. And, you know, right now that we're on this topic of like, yeah, okay, this friend specifically turned into an acquaintance. But I think that I've also um, butted heads with my friends most recently. Or not butted heads, but like had a had an interaction that wasn't cool mm. like and it was like are you my friend because this is like you how you're acting this isn't, isn't cool. what a friend would do right so i think that also like um i've learned that it's worth talking about it sometimes and checking your friends and being like yo like if we're friends like this isn't gonna fly and right. i think that coming into that acknowledgement of like oh shit like as a friend like my bad i've been fucking mm-hmm. up like I, I haven't been a good friend to right. you so i think it's also a big part of taking accountability right and I think to go along with that, um, I don't know if I mentioned it before, but I feel like communication styles have a lot to play with that. And I feel like my communication style is, um, actually, I think I did mention a little bit about this in another episode, is that people think that my communication might be confrontation, but it's just me trying to move forward with life. You know, I feel like everything in life and friendships and all these things deserve a closure. That's just from my perspective. That's what helps me move forward. I know there's some people that are just like, well, you know, out of sight, out of mind. But for me and my friendships, if I'm going to move on from someone and have that friendship breakup, I need to at least know where I fucked up. And at least to at least let you know where you fucked up. For sure. Because I don't personally, I don't like to, again... Swim with my eyes open with with no goggles. I don't like to be blurry with my shit. I like to know that this is what happened and that's how I fucked up and I can move forward. It's not because I want to confront you and tell you, oh, okay, let's make it better. No, I just want to have a communication. I just believe that that it's so hard to know people's communication style, you know, and how things work for other people. But yeah, I just... I just really appreciate open communication, regardless of when it comes, you know, like I like how you said, you know, that you need time sometimes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know that I can use time sometimes and I know that I can maybe not use time sometimes. And I think the important part of that part, too, is that, you know, sometimes I think it's really important that if you're going to take the time, definitely vocalize that to whoever 
you know, you need time with because I think that some, because it's also not cool to shut down. I want to say like, don't shut people out. Don't shut down. Um, that's definitely not part of it. Like, or that's not, I want to say that that's my angle when I say that I need space. Like I am more than happy to be like, yo, or vocalize like, yo, I need time right now to really reflect Mm -hmm. versus like cutting off all contact. Like, especially when they're my friend, like I'm not about to do that. So I think that at least the other person, like at least deserves to know like, Hey, you hurt my feelings. (laughs) I'm going to take some time because you hurt my feelings and we can come back to the issue. Sure. Just I need some space versus like cutting them out. So I think that's also really important because I think that that kind of causes more attention. Right. And won't really resolve an issue, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think people for, I mean, again, in my head, it feels like people um, think that I want to be Edward Scissorhands with my friendships and yeah. just like be like cutting people off. And like, no, it's, you know, like you said, it's just. You got to know when things are ready to to go. And, you know, just like your weed plant, you got to prune it sometimes. You got to right. take out the shit that doesn't work. Yep. So that it can make room for other things to grow. For sure. So do you still think that friends can be soulmates? Like, you know, we talked about that last time, but I don't know. Has your mind changed? I don't I mean, I feel like I'm still confused about that question. Because do you mean like soulmates as in like, oh, you can be friends, soulmates and never lead into a sexual relationship? Yeah, I just think that I have, um, particularly my friends in in L.A., I have a lot of friends that are just like always constant. Sure. Just always like, what is what is in it for your best interest? You know, I guess for me, I guess now that I think about it and where you're going with this is like you're using the word soulmate. So I guess I, I just automatically love reconnect that to the word love and that but i think that yeah i guess i do have soulmate friends that are my soulmates for sure i think that ultimately what they've come to be known as are my sisters you know because i don't have sisters i don't i legitimately i've grown up with brothers i'm the only girl i don't have sisters i don't know what the experience of growing up with a sister is but i think that with my female friends the ones that i hang out really really tough with and have my back like unconditionally are for sure known as my sisters because they're well well been my friends more than 10 years if anything you know for me to call you a sister i met them and y'all do kind of act like sisters yeah i'm sure we do but you know so I think, yeah, I guess I can understand where you're coming from when with using the word soulmate. So, yes, I do agree with you. And I, I, I would say, yeah. Sister soulmates. I like it. Yeah, for sure. to the future and adulting has been looking really good for me lately adulting has been feeling right what about you what is what is your lately vibe what is your late vibe on adulting yeah i have to say more than ever especially because i'm out of school i feel adulting more and more i feel it a little bit more um and that goes into both of our last segments right that we just did right which was um adulting slash post-grad and I have to say that they, I feel like to an extent they go hand in hand for me because I feel like finally finishing school makes me feel like I am out here in the real world, right? Because I don't have school to depend on anymore in the sense that it was my go-to. Oh, what do you have going on? Oh, I go to school. And people be like, oh, that's so good. You know, people are yeah. automatically like, oh, that's great that you're going to school. They're like, oh my God, tell me more. Because that's work in its own. Like that's work in its own self. And I don't have that anymore to really rely on. So that's why I feel like, okay, now it's really like, really 
it's time for me to channel other growing aspects of myself, of my life, and really falling into what adulting is because I'm no longer someone that's like, oh, I'm just going to school, you know, and figuring it out. It's like, no, it's time to figure it the fuck out. Right. Adulting has taught me that we got to really prioritize shit. And like, if you don't make time for it, probably won't happen. Right. Do you feel like your music taste has changed over the years as you've gotten older? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that growing... <laughs> I'll always start with I think that. Over time, my music, my music taste has changed. When I was growing up, I listened to a lot of alternative rock. So really, it started with a lot of pop, a lot of pop music, like Backstreet Boys, Britney Spears, and Sync. And that was me in like elementary school. She's so lucky. Right. <laughs> She's a star, but she cry, cry, cry. Oh, my God. I am so dead. Why do these tears? Come on, is that Britney Spears? I don't yeah, that's that Britney one. Spears. She's so lucky. Yo, come on now. What about some? What's your favorite Backstreet Boys song? Backstreet Boys. I mean, dude, I loved all the albums. All of them. Damn, I loved I don't all the albums, and I don't even honestly, I can't tell you all the the names of the titles, but I know the lyrics. I right. know lyrics of most of them. So, you know, I grew up listening to a lot of that, especially because I had an alter, an older cool auntie who like. That's what she was listening to. So she that's what cool. I was going to listen to. She is cool. Shout out to her. Right. Another Libra. And then... Libra gang. And yeah, then I got into a lot of alternative rock. Like, I was really into Good Charlotte. I got into Green Day. I got into... Fall Out Boy. Mm, I wasn't a Fall Out Boy fan. No, no I'm not going to lie. I wasn't a Fall Out Boy fan. Um, but yeah, no, yeah. Blink-182, all of them. And then now, most recently, I'm into reggaeton. And it's like, I my friends got me into reggaeton. And although I'm not with it, with all the artistas and, like, all whoever. But I like the songs. And you I like, like the, the vibe. Yeah, exactly. I have a blast with it. So it's been cool. Lezzy's here for a good time, not a long time. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> Actually, I hope you're here for a long time. <laughs> I hope you're here for a long time. But, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. I kind of started off with the pop scene. A lot of the, you know, I remember growing up listening to a lot of, like, Latin pop too. Mm-hmm. Um, Proyecto Uno. I love Proyecto Uno. But yeah, a lot of the boy bands as well have older sisters. <clears throat> I don't even know how I knew that whole Britney Spears thing. But you know, shout out to me. Shout out to me for knowing that shit. That shit just came up out of nowhere. But I think that um, my music style has evolved nicely. I have always been reggaeton head in my experience. Like I've been, I've loved reggaeton and that's really been what i've focused a lot of my music on but i also have been um very alternative and very you know green day with it mm-hmm. fallout boy thank you for the memories come on that video was dope <laughs> panic at the disco you know all of that so sure. those are some of the things that i've seen myself grow up to but i feel like my taste has been refined a lot i also was a lot into uh 90s r&b oh wow yeah, I love like D'Angelo, Anthony Hamilton, you know, Jasmine Sullivan, Destiny's Child, TLC. I love TLC. I just saw their show on Netflix. Well, oh, okay. you know, yeah, they have a little documentary interview type of thing. Really cool vibe. But... I remember TLC's documentary on VH1. Oh, where um, Left Eye Dies? Yeah. That shit hit different. Yeah. yeah. 
right, y'all. Well, wrapping up this season, we're going to go into our last gaveta. Let's open up the gaveta for the last time. I can't time. believe it's the last one. But this one's uh, got me thinking a little bit. If you could grow up in any decade, which would it be? Wow, if I could grow up in any decade. Um, I think that... I know it's not that long, but I would definitely maybe say something, maybe go with like the 60s. I think Ooh. that that was a very revolutionary um, decade and 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 time span, um, especially with, you know, like the hippie movement mm. and like being a little bit more um, open and, and receptive to things that are new, you know? So whether that be acid or whether that be marijuana, like whatever the case may Shrooms. be, right. All of it. I think that people were exploring and being a little bit more experimental. And I think that I would be interested in seeing how that, that would go. In the yeah. 60s. I mean, our teachers talk about it all, I mean, all the time, you know, they're up there with the age. So. Right. They say how it's like such a great time. Yeah. Where would you live, though? Like, if you had to live in the 60s, where Ooh, would you want to live? Where would I live? I mean, I think I'd still be here in the Bay. That's like, I, I think this is where it was popping. It. Yeah. Where it was popping in the 60s. Yeah. If I had to grow up in any decade, though, I think I would choose... I would want to be our age in the 90s. Our age in the 90s. Okay. 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 So, I guess I would have had to be born in the 70s. Right. So I would want to be like our age in the '90s, carrying around a boombox. Yeah. You know, listening to. I mean, if I was true to who I am now in the '90s, I'd be listening to like the underground reggaeton, playero, mm -hmm. all of that. Right. The noise, all of that. So I think that would have been so lit. The bright ass colors. Yeah. MC Hammer, parachute pants. Mm -hmm. Brandy and Monica was on the radio talking about the boy is mine. So yeah, I think. <laughs> <laughs> detail to a T. You know, I'm just, you know, talking about it. But um, I would want to be in probably in New York. Okay. You know, New York in the 90s, I'm sure was lit. Right. Definitely interesting scene for sure. I mean, I already was coming back home from the club at 4 a.m. when I visited. So imagine coming home in the 90s at 4. Right. The stories, bro. Right. So yeah, New York in the 90s, I think would be lit. If y'all were in New York in the 90s around that time, let me know how that was. Or any other decade. Or any other decade. Any other place. And if you guys are dreaming to come to California, let us know why. Yeah, we can let you know what's good. What is good? So thank you guys so much for fucking with this season. We are done. It is it is in the past, but it is also in the current. Right. So please <laughs> take the time. Listen to our episodes. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you vibed with, what you didn't vibe with, what we forgot, if there was anything we forgot. Um, and tell us how our podcast was entertaining to you yeah man I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what what we're gonna create what avenues we're gonna get into and how we can you know move forward but this has been a dope time with y'all um yeah all right guys thank you so much again i want to thank you d for letting me on the show to um this season as your co-host and um i'm really excited to see how this this continues you know, who better? Come on now. We've <laughs> been through this school journey and this adulting journey. We've seen our ups and our downs. So come on. We had to share a little bit for the people. Yeah. For but sure. Yeah, you guys. This is it. Plot twist on Deacon Media. We love y'all. Take it easy. And we out. out.